1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR in HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey
3: app, it's Gabe Ramirez. And I gotta admit, I love coming on after Bears at All Access. Just feels good. It's like, oh yeah, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer got me ready. That Dominique Robinson interview was amazing. Now I'm pumped. So pumped, let's go ahead and start the show like we always do. With the trifecta.
4: Way down to Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Three. That's the magic number. Morrell going to third. He will slide. He's got it's a triple. Rose trying to get open. Somewhere Fires away. It's over! The Bulls win! That's a buzzer!
2: That's the magic number.
3: These are...
4: magic number.
3: Three. That's what it is. That's the magic number. My three favorite stories of the day coming out of the sports world right here on 670. The scores. We are live and local. Let's jump right into it. Number three.
4: The number of the day is three.
3: Justin Herbert has a fractured rib cartilage as the Chiefs defeated the Chargers yesterday on Thursday Night Football. Amazon Prime did an amazing job yesterday. I mean, it was visually stunning. If you watched it, even my bootleg TV looked amazing, so... I know Jeff Bezos is doing this thing. He was sitting next to Roger Goodell. That was a cool shot. It was like so so prepped. Hey, you guys sit next to each other because this is the first night, so we have to show it. But they did a great job. Cam Front. Watched it on the NFL app uh, initially. Then went over to Amazon Prime because I forgot my wife has an account. They even got a good post-game team. Tony Gonzalez, Richard Sherman, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, man, each one of those guys felt terrible. They were like, damn, why did they take him out? Why didn't they do something, and why did they allow Justin Herbert to come back in the game after this hit?
4: Shotgun snap. Herbert looks, throws to his right. It is caught by Everett. A zigzag move for a first down.
1: That was a big hit absorbed by Herbert from Mike Dana, and he is down. Oh,
5: my. And he's, his left knee is bent. I think he's just trying to catch his wind and he's grabbing, holding on to his left side of his ribs. Dana hits him legally, takes him down, and as he lands on him, I think his shoulder hits him right in the side and the ribs, like the almost like kidney area, it looks like. And I don't know if it's because his arm's behind him, but it's a midsection that Herbert grabs, and everyone in Los Angeles is holding their breath right now as Chase Daniel
4: warms up on the sideline. Finally, c- we come to my number two man. His name,
3: number two. Before I get to number two, I just want to back back a second. I mean, there was an accumulation of hits that put Justin Herbert in that position. And everybody, myself included, was we were wincing. Everyone included was wincing when we saw him getting back on the field. But shout out to Justin Herbert, man. That's what a real gladiator does. But, hey, man, Patrick Mahomes is just a little too much. For that team, as the Chiefs win twenty-seven to twenty-four. Number two, as we just heard, the Chicago Cubs get the victory two to one against the Colorado Rockies. It was their fourth straight win after sweeping the Mets. And did you hear? For the first time ever in Major League Baseball history, with the Mets series, a team that was thirty games behind was uh, was able to sweep each game and then winning each game by three runs. It was the first time that's ever happened ever. A team that was thirty games more terrible than the Mets and then sweeping it, and then each game winning by three. Uh, but they did an am- amazing job. Bottom of the first. Zach McKinstry led off the game in a way that you wish every game could start. Deep fly ball to center, back toward the wall. That ball is off the
4: vines, bouncing around. McKinstry going for three. Here comes the relay, not in time. McKinstry a triple.
3: And then Ian Hat, number two batter. It was almost like poetic how it happened.
4: And here's a line drive, base hit by Ian Happ down the left field line, bouncing off the sidewall, Happ takes a big turn and holds on, RBI single Ian Happ.
3: And then in the bottom of the fifth, of course, McKinstry, just, I mean, this must be a thing here, coming up to the plate with no outs.
4: Drill to deep left center, backer is at the wall, that ball is gone, home run Zach McKinstry opposite alley home run it landed in the basket just to the left of the 368 sign and the cubs lead
3: two to nothing rockies would get one more in the eighth but then manuel rodriguez came in to shut the whole thing down
4: ground ball to the left side this should do it Morell throws to get him and the cubs win the ball game One, two, three from Manny Rodriguez. Marcus Stroman gets the win. He had been 0-5 at Wrigley. He now is in the win column with seven terrific innings here today.
3: What did you think about, Tyler, what did you think about Manuel
0: Rodriguez coming in and getting that save? He hadn't pitched all year. Big statement for him coming back to the major leagues again because... I mean, he, he hasn't made it. He hasn't been in the major league since last year. So huge statement for him. Huge win for the Cubs in general. It's
3: good to see somebody else in back end of the bullpen that can come through. I mean, he's been 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 up for like a couple weeks now. But they need it. They need it. And I'm and as a Sox fan, I'm just gonna say they were they were uh, giving some sort of payback to the Rockies for beating us or beating the White Sox the other day. All right, number one, let's go. He was number one. The reality is this: no one believes in the Bears again. Last week. As I was saying that I didn't believe in Trash Lance, and I felt that Justin Fields would outplay him and that the Bears would keep the game close, and that's exactly what happened. Everybody thought I was crazy. Well, I go to look on Bears.com, and, you know, they put all the analysts' pick from picks from around the country. Not one person has picked the Bears. Not even one. Not one. So it's me again. I'm the one. I'm the idiot that Joe O is calling out on Twitter for actually picking the Bears to win. Matt Bowen, Seth Wickerson, Pete Prisco, Jason LaComfora. Who else? Greg Rosenthal, Charlie Weiss, all Packers. And you would think they're all national guys, so that would that's the reason. No. Even our local guys here. Rick Morrissey, Rick Tallender. People have been listening. My whole life been reading the articles. And a, Jason uh, Leiser, Lawrence Holmes, Mark Potash. All these guys got the Packers. And you know who else got the Packers? We're going to talk to them in one second. Wrap this thing up. I think it's exciting. I'm, I'm
5: excited about it. I know our coaches are super excited about it. I know the players are. You know, we're excited about going up there, and uh, it's, it's, uh, we're excited about the competition, and uh, it's going to
3: be fun. Of course, that's Matt Eberflue talking about the rivalry between the Bears and the Packers, but we got to bring on someone that also agrees that the Packers are going to win, and this is why we bring him on the show because I am the super fan that is blinded by everything, specifically what happened last Sunday, and he is the person in the real list to keep me in line. And that's why I love having him on the show. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book from the Chicago Sun-Times, the Packer Picker, Patrick Finley. <laughs> What's up, Patrick? <laughs> Pretty illustrious company I'm in with, though. Let me tell you that. I mean, geez, that is a good list, though. As, I was, as I'm rattling them off, I'm just like, yeah, these are all people that I actually read and look up to and think like, yeah, this, they, they know what they're talking about. But you also have the Packers winning this weekend?
6: I do. I, I can't conceive of the world in which the Packers are 0-2 and the Bears are 2-0. I think that uh, a week ago I called you crazy for thinking the Bears would win, and I'm willing to sit here and own that right now. I was wrong. You were right. That said, I don't think there's going to be four inches of rain on the ground. I think the game will play like a far more traditional football game, and I just think the Packers have the horses – uh, and the Bears and the Bears don't.
3: Yeah, and I, and I totally understand that, right? I mean, history is there, and it shows that Aaron Rodgers, in fact, owns the Chicago Bears. That's fair. That's totally understandable. But there's a newfound confidence on the Chicago Bears team, isn't there?
6: Yeah, there's a there's a confidence that what they spent all offseason working on works. You know, Matt Eberflus is his entire ethos as a head coach is that he practices these guys really hard. He judges them based on the film. He's got this whole hits principle thing in which you get punished if you're not hustling at any point. The entire message for nine months now has been, we're going to work harder than everybody else. We're going to show unreal effort at every turn, and we're going to do the little things that win us a game. That would fall on deaf ears, I think, if the Bears would start 0-4 or 0-5 or something like that. But to me, the energizing part of this win for them is that at least for one week it showed them that this stuff that this new guy who came to town was preaching uh, works, or at least works on some level, and, and works enough to get them a win in bad condition, but a win nonetheless <laughs> against a team that most of the world thought was a lot better than they were.
3: He's Patrick Finley from the Chicago Sometimes You can follow him on Twitter, at Patrick Finley. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score. It was almost like everything that came out of Matt Eberflus's mouth was repeated by one player or the other at some point throughout the week. And to me, that's the telltale sign that a coach is really doing his job and players are buying in when you have those repeatables. And it's not only from the rookies and there are a handful of them on the squad, but some of the veterans as well. You've heard it. Eddie Jackson said even, I mean, I don't want to call Justin Fields a veteran, but he's been on this team longer than most. And, I I, I look at Justin Fields and his performance on Sunday. Very underwhelming overall. But you love the confidence that you saw in him that grew as the game went on.
6: Yeah. And, you know, at halftime, they tell a story about how offensive coordinator Luke Getsy came downstairs at halftime and walked in the locker room with a smile on his face. And Matt Eberflus got in front of the room and said, listen, man, we're getting killed in field position. You know, they have every right to be beating us by a lot. And look, it's a close game. We're hanging in there. That makes me feel good there's this sense of optimism at halftime and Justin Fields really carried it out onto the field. You know, it's, uh, it's not always pretty and it doesn't always have to be pretty. You know, the touchdown pass to Dante Pettis was the first completion to a wide receiver. The bears had all day <laughs> but, but before halftime, the bears did not complete a pass beyond the line of scrimmage. Hmm. So the long was to David Montgomery on a little flip behind the line of scrimmage that he turned into 16 yards. Uh, the bears were not looking like world beaters. And I wouldn't have faulted any fan at halftime for sitting there wondering whether this was going to be a really long season. And the fact that the, the three most important people in that locker room, which is the head coach, the play caller and the quarterback were able to put an upbeat face on the thing and go out and, and pull this game out is encouraging now. And I wrote this this week I mean, the next step for Justin Fields is to not have a bad first half. Mm. Like, he has played great drives and great quarters in his career in the NFL. He's had good halves. But what the Bears need him to do is to play a complete game. And this is guy who's only started 11 games in his career. His resume is short. But they need him to go out and put it all together uh, in order to give them a chance because the Bears have a pretty small margin, of, margin for error uh, against most teams. Uh, particularly
3: the Packers. Absolutely right on that. He definitely has to play an error-proof game. And and the play I was obviously t- talking about specifically was was like right around two minutes left, and it was a scramble to the left for a twelve-yard gain. And I felt like that's what gave him that confidence. Like, all right, my arm's not doing it. I'm not necessarily running these plays the best. I'm like, got a couple of jitters, and he's like, oh wait, I could run. I I, I can right. get outside the pocket. I can create some some things for myself, just like we see Patrick Mahomes do. Uh, often uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Is he going to have that same ability against the Green Bay Packers this weekend, though?
6: I I don't think so, just because the conditions will be different. You know, I've talked to coaches for years about who has the advantage when it's raining. And the answer most coaches give you is the people who know where the ball is going. Hmm. They have the advantage. So I would argue that the Bears and Justin Fields uh, had a little bit of an edge over an otherwise really quick, really good 49ers defense. Now it's supposed to rain a little bit in green Bay, but I'm guessing it's not going to rain four to five inches. So it'll probably be a little different. Uh, And and the Packers defense is still supposed to be one of the best in the NFC. What I'm going to be more curious to see is the way the bears decide to attack them. I, I think the bears know that they can't win a game 30 to 28 against the Packers and that they're going to try and win one, you know, 18 to 15 or something like that. So I would watch David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert and how often they are used. Uh, the Bears are going to have to rely on the run. David Montgomery cannot average 1.5 yards per carry or whatever <laughs> he did last week. And, and Khalil Herbert was a little bit better, but the coaches have fallen all over themselves this week to say it wasn't because of David doing something wrong. It was because we were blocking better for whatever reason when Khalil had the ball. I, I think the Bears are going to go out of their way to get David Montgomery involved uh, in the run game, and I think they'll use Herbert a lot. That sort of success, I think is the way if you want to build a formula to beat the Packers, I think it starts with the running backs more than Justin Fields.
3: Yeah. Ball control. Packers gave mm-hmm. up ninety yards uh, to Dalvin Cook last week against the uh, Minnesota Vikings. So I wholeheartedly believe in that as well. And I would love to see David Montgomery have some productivity this weekend. Of course we're talking to Patrick Finley from the Chicago Sun Times. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is six seventy the score. Um they have, obviously, a significant running game as well. We didn't see a lot from Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. But the part that concerns me for the Packers is, obviously, just like everyone else leading into the season, has been the passing game. Uh, A.J. Dillon, speaking of him, he led all receivers with five receptions and 46 yards. <laughs> and we saw the draw from Christian Watson. We saw the body language from Aaron Rodgers. Do you feel – I mean I, – is, do the do the receivers need to clean that up, or does Aaron Rodgers need to to give them maybe like a pat on the back and kind of lift their spirits and let them know, like, hey, guys, I got you?
6: <laughs> I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is a pat on the exactly, back. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think and it's funny because if Aaron Rodgers wasn't their quarterback, you'd look at them and you'd go, boy, they look a lot like the Bears. I mean, they have a lot of unproven wide receivers. Darnell Mooney, I think, is really good. But on the other side, you've got Alan Lazard. you got Sammy Watkins. They're, you know, similar enough. And then you've got a bunch of newcomers and rookies on both sides. The difference is that Aaron Rodgers is supposed to turn these nobodies Mm. into somebodies. And he didn't do that in the first, in the first week, you mentioned Christian Watson. Uh, He had a little double move on Patrick Peterson and was wide open on the first offensive play of of the season for the Packers wide open for 75 yard touchdown pass and dropped the ball. And that's something that, uh, Rodgers is going to have to deal with for the next couple of weeks here as these guys get comfortable in the NFL and as they get comfortable with him in that regard, I would much rather be playing the Packers now in week two than I would play them in you know, week 10. And I said that to you, I think last week yeah. about the 49ers and Trey Lance, if you're going to get them, you, you, you got to get them now. Um, you know, don't wait two months until everybody's figured everything out. So, you know, they're still working through that. Now, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Rodgers has made a lot of wide receivers uh, millionaires uh, because of, of the skill set that he has, and I'm sure that he will figure it out. Getting Lazard back, he was out last week with an ankle injury. Getting Lazard back is a giant deal um, because you know I think he had 40 catches for them last year, and I think every other returning Packers receiver had 40 catches combined for them last year. So he's important to what they do, and you know. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has been figuring it out for 18 years, and I, and I think he'll do so again. And now, real quick, I mean, Devontae Adams, one of the best three wide receivers on the planet. You don't want to dismiss his absence as, oh, Aaron can just make a new one of the, him out of whole cloth because uh, and Devontae Adams is really special. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Rodgers is, you know, this is the path that the Packers decided to take, and they decided to take it in part because they thought, like you mentioned Patrick Mahomes, same idea in, in Kansas city this year is that the quarterback makes the receiver, not the other way around.
3: Yeah. And and I don't know if green Bay has a couple of years to, to waste with Aaron Rodgers So he can get one of those guys and mold them into the Devonte Adams type uh shape that they need them to be in. Uh, Patrick, before I let you go, you did pick the Packers to win this weekend, but you didn't, I didn't see any score over there. What's the score that you got? I think I had them at 21 to
6: nine, something like that. Oh man, I, I, I just think that the Packers, uh, the Packers will figure it out. Being at home is important if the Bears showed, you know, proved anything last week. And in some of these upsets around the league, I mean, look at, uh, I mean, you know, if the Bears proved anything, it's that being at home counts for something. Uh, Aaron Rodgers last year got humiliated in week one, and all he did was win something like 13 of his next 15 games. So uh, I w- I'm not writing him off. By any stretch, if the Bears proved me wrong and the Bears are 2-0 and going into a home game against the Texans, oh boy, man, this, you know, the city is going to be, the city is going to be... Uh, it uh, might burn, Patrick.
3: It might burn to the ground. <laughs> Patrick, thanks so much for hanging out with me, man. I always love talking to you.
6: Hey, anytime. Have a good one.
3: Patrick Finley from the Chicago Sun-Times joining me here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez. But you know what? That's our that's our local guy, Tyler. I mean, that's, that, that's, the, that's the crazy one. This is our local guy saying that the Packers are going to win. What is a what is a Packer guy going to tell us? Oh, we're about to find out. Coming up right after this, from Milwaukee, he covers the Big Ten, but he's also a Packer fan. Telly Hughes joins the show, and he's going to tell me if Aaron Rodgers is going to continue his smugness and which receiver from their group is going to be able to stand out from the rest. We'll find out the answer right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez live and local on a Friday on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
2: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
5: Yeah, you try to to do the best you can. You know, there's there's exactly right. There's a delicate balance there with doing too much. You know, we're not a team that does too much. We want to be able to execute the fundamentals and play fast. Uh, But you certainly have to sprinkle things in there.
2: It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station.
3: Live and local on a Friday. That was Matt Eberflus just talking about facing the Packers. Seemed even keeled. It's kind of like his vibe. Makes me feel cool, calm, and collected as well. And I'm going to remain that way after the victory in week one as I'm talking to a Packer fan. At least I think he's a Packer fan. I'm about to find out. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I randomly ran into Telly. I will tell the story in a second, but he's uh, the Big Ten Network host, and Dustin, you sure you want to
8: tell that story? Man? I know, right? I was, I told my producer,
3: I was like, uh, we were kind of sipping tequila in a club, and we just happened to figure out that we both worked in media, so this works That's out, right? Uh, but, but, Tally, it's it's, I'm glad to have you on right now, man. Glad to be talking about some, some Bears Packers. I know, obviously, that must be dominating the headlines up there in Wisconsin, but let, let me, let me start off here. It's what I asked leading into the break who is the receiver? on the Green Bay Packers right now that is going to take the role of Devontae Adams?
8: Uh, no one. There's <laughs> no one on that roster that can take the place of Devontae Adams. And I can't even begin to tell you who could even try and imitate Devontae Adams. Uh, that receiving core is, is very thin, and uh, you have a rookie that, and Christian Watson, that people have a lot of high expectations for, but after dropping that bomb wide open first play of the game, uh, you have to wonder how that rattles his confidence moving forward. But um, they do feel good about Romeo Dobbs. They do feel good about the veteran leadership that Sammy Watkins can bring. Uh, granted that he stays healthy. And, uh, and, and Alan Lazard is, is expected to be back. So uh, I'm assuming in Green Bay that they are expecting Alan Lazard to take on more of that leadership, number one wide receiver role, but he's never done it before, and this will be his first game after being injured in the first game to assume that role. So uh, a lot of Packer fans are trying to figure things out and as, as Aaron Rodgers try to do the same.
3: We're talking to Telly Hughes from the Big Ten Network, but also up there in Wisconsin. So you know he's out there wearing a cheese head, which is ridiculous to me, by the way. Um, but let me let me ask you. I mean, obviously, because you do got a guy like Lazar coming back. I mean, the the Watson drop. I mean, even broke my heart as a Bear fan because I drafted Christian Watson in the late rounds, assuming that Rodgers had to throw to somebody. So to see that, you just it's almost as if Aaron Rodgers in that moment said, "Kid." you're not getting the ball until like the second half. <laughs> like, it's it's
8: just like, yeah. Uh, and that, that's, that's pretty much how Aaron Rodgers operates and he's going to go with the people he trusts. And you probably noticed that he started to throw more to Randall Cobb, who I, in my opinion, really doesn't have that much left in the tank, but he does trust him. That's been his boy for a lot of years. And, um, but, I mean, if, if I was the coach, I would do the same – I will run the same exact play, first play of the game come Sunday night because a lot of people don't believe that Aaron Rodgers will go back to Christian Watson anytime soon. And what better way to give him some confidence and getting him the ball early and showing that you can rely on him. So um, it, it's a weird dynamic, um, But in Wisconsin, people, especially Packer fans, are trying to look back to last year where they went out and laid an egg against the Saints and Jameis Winston looked like the Heisman Trophy winner Jameis Winston. (laughs) But things did kind of work out for the Packers as they were the number one seed in the NFC last year. So um, people were up in arms, but I think – It was a little different vibe this year because it became, it it came against a divisional opponent. And uh, I don't, and and the Packers defense, it was supposed to be their strong suit. But the way the Vikings were running up and down the field with Dalvin Cook and and, uh, Justin Jefferson, I mean, either the Vikings offense is really, really good or the Packers defense isn't as good as advertised.
3: And I'll ask this because, I mean, obviously, they controlled the clock, controlled the ground game with Dalvin, 20 rushes, 90 yards. But let me ask you this. Are the Packers, despite that loss, do, you, do they feel, they being the people of Wisconsin and yourself included, that the Packers are going to win this division still?
8: Uh, yes, a lot of people do. I don't put myself in that category. The Vikings, to me, look really good. And uh, and it was only week one, which means that they are going to get better. Um, but, I mean, majority of, of Packer fans and, and people in Wisconsin still do believe that the Packers will win the division.
3: And I'm sure they should. I mean, when you got Aaron Rodgers, Mr. 1-2 sitting under sender, uh, until somebody dethrones them, then, then you'll start feeling that way. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score, live and local on a Friday here. Um, What's the narrative up in Wisconsin surrounding the Bears' week one win versus the Niners? Are they, are they shaking in their boots, or are they just laughing at our lunacy, thinking that the Bears are going to the playoffs after one week?
8: Uh, I'm going to go with the latter. <laughs> uh, I don't think people are that, um, are, are, are that afraid of the Bears or, or nervous about Sunday night's game. And actually, they believe that it is the perfect antidote to a bad week one loss. Uh, because we know the recent history Aaron Rodgers has had over the Bears, and uh, it's a Sunday night game at Lambeau. Uh, I, I still think the the Cards are very much stacked against the Bears, even though they are one and zero, and the Packers are zero
3: and one. Did you when you wa- when you watch that game or look back on Bears Niners, did you attribute everything to the weather, or did you say to yourself, "This is a well coached team"? that made proper adjustments in order to get the victory?
8: Uh, I would go a little of both, to be honest, Gabe. I think that the weather clearly played a factor in the 49ers game more than the Bears. The Bears did seem like they were more acclimated and ready for that weather. Um, and and give Ibra Flew some some credit. I mean, it's his first week, and I mean – If you're a new coach, a new head coach, you want to get that first win sooner than later. And for him to get it in week one against a really good 49ers team has to bode well for the confidence uh, for the Chicago Bears. Um, But I don't think there was anything that really stood out that Packer fans or the Packers believe that they just really need to over-prepare for coming up on Sunday night. But once again, I mean, it does show that any given Sunday, a well-prepared, coached team can find a way to get a win, even if it's an ugly win. But nonetheless, um, the Bears find a way—found a way—to get it done. And uh, and once again, they are the one and zero team heading into Week Two.
3: And you know what? You're right. By any means necessary. And going into Week Two, Matt Lafleur clearly is going to try to stop that. Get his team back to even, sitting at one and one. And I'm curious what your thoughts are in terms of, I mean, outside of the wide receiver group, uh, what what do you feel like is the weakest area for the Green Bay Packers?
8: Got to be the offensive line. Uh, David Bakhtiari still isn't right. Uh, Has played in exactly one game since 2020 and just can't get right. Um, uh, They also have another lineman, um, Edgerton, He's still trying to get back into the fold. But if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have time to throw the ball and he's already trying to figure out who he's going to throw the ball to, that spells for trouble. And if you look back at that Packers-Vikings game, the only time they had somewhat of some success moving the ball is when they went up-tempo. And they have to do that because Aaron Rodgers has to get the ball out of his hands extremely fast and a lot of times a lot quicker than he would like to. So offensive line definitely is right behind that receiving core. And then once again, you just can't say, all right, we had a good defense last year. We expect the same thing. Well, you got to go out there and do it. So I would look for the Packers defense to kind of turn it up a notch against that Chicago bears offense this Sunday night.
3: Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, Aaron Rodgers does a great job of getting the ball out quickly. And he's done that in years past versus the Bears, where despite the pass rush coming from Mack or Quinn, whoever that might be, he just adjusts in real time. The difference, obviously, now in 2022 is, is Devontae Adams isn't there for him to just throw wide open. So it's going to be interesting. All right, we're talking to Telly Hughes here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Telly, before I let you go, so if the Bears are to win, I hate to put you, put you in this position, but if the Bears are to win, what is the game plan to beat the Packers on Sunday?
8: Uh, I would say just try to get as much pressure on Aaron Rodgers as you can and, uh, and just control the ball and don't make any turnovers. I think the turnover battle, of course, every coach says this before every game. Whoever wins the turnover battle will win, but I think it's even more crucial and essential for the Bears to not turn the ball over, but play good, sound defense and get pressure on them and take advantage of that weak offensive line. And if they can do that, I do believe the Bears have a chance.
3: Yeah. I mean, turnovers is the key. I mean, obviously, Aaron Rodgers with the pick last week and the fumble. But it's just tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. Even Bears fans, we're going into this week, and we're optimistic. Telly, we're we're optimistic as as I am right now. We <laughs> should be. Yeah, we should be, right? I mean, you're like, "Oh, your receivers suck." Oh yeah. <laughs> or we got Justin Fields. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't even want to be there. So we're optimistic in that sense. We and and the the reality is this, Telly. Bears fans, including myself, were always looking for it just the, the change in momentum. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers with his I-own-you comment, and it's hard to make an argument against that because he literally has. So you're just waiting for that turning point, and and the Bears are hoping that this weekend is that very moment where they can be 2-0 and and leave the Packers 0-2 at, in the second week of the season. Uh, what's your prediction, though, score-wise, Telly, before I let you go?
8: Uh, I'd say 31-13, Packers.
3: Damn! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> 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 now, now the thing I, is, this, we're not-
8: Now, keep in mind, keep in mind. I mentioned last year when they lost to the Saints in Week One, Week Two, Aaron Rodgers bounced back to throw four touchdown passes, mm-hmm. and you just mentioned how he has owned the Bears over True. recent time. True. and it is a Sunday night game, and all eyes will be at Lambeau Field. So I don't expect him to disappoint, or at the very least, I don't expect him to have a performance like he did last
3: week. I think, that, I think when I said, damn, it was more like, damn, that's very possible. <laughs> more, so yeah. like, more so than like, damn, I don't believe that. So I guess, oh, I, okay. I guess I'll figure it out. Hey, Telly, <laughs> thanks for jumping out, man. I told you, I know when we were talking in the club at 2 in the morning, you didn't think I was serious about bringing you on the show. But here we are about a week later, and uh, I told you I'd come through, man. So thank you so much for jumping out, I appreciate you.
8: Hey, no problem.
3: Glad you hit me up, man. Telly Hughes from the Big Ten Network joining us here on Six Seventy The Score. He's a Milwaukeean. I don't know if he, I don't even know if that's what they call him, but it sounds lame, and I feel like that suits people from Milwaukee. They're Milwaukeeans. Tyler, is that what they call them? Right, we'll figure that out in a second. Uh, but I'd love to hear your reactions, man. I mean, obviously, we had Patrick Finley on. He was talking about the Bears, and even though he's a Chicagoan, he thought in favor of the Green Bay Packers as well. And of course. Telly Hughes from Milwaukee, a Big Ten guy, feels the same way. But what do you feel? 312-644-6767. Would love to take a couple of calls. You can also text in if you'd like. What is your vision for the Bears game against the Packers on Sunday Night Football? We'll take your calls right after this. 312 644 67. It's Gabe Ramirez, live and local on a Friday on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score.
5: Packers suck!
3: 21 years or older, please play responsibly.
5: Yeah, those are those are called sudden change moments for us, you know, and it can go against you too, you know, so you have to respond the right way, and uh, when it does go go for you, you have to cash in, and, then in you, and when it goes against you, you have to really do a good job of buckling down, so um, we talk to our guys about that situation, and it can happen in the course of a game, and it certainly happened last week, and it's going to happen again. You know, it could happen this week or many other weeks.
3: It's Matt Eberflus talking about just that, man. Sudden change moments, and they exist in the NFL. If you watch week in and week out, not even week if you just watch the Bears, you know that there are moments that change the trajectory of a game. And the fact that the coach acknowledges them, ah, just feels good. It's Gabe Ramirez, live and local on Friday Right here on 670, the score. Let's go to the phone lines, man. If you want to talk Bears, I'm here for it. 312 644 67 67. Let's go to Donald from the West Side. So, who do you think, Donald? Who do you think the Bears need to get more involved on this offense?
7: Oh, okay, I think this would be the perfect game because, you know what I'm saying? We just, um, Barnes, I believe his name is Barnes. I was watching the game. He hurt himself um, last week. So they get a rookie there, you know, so he's inexperienced in the middle. And then you have a backup linebacker in the middle there that defense. So that, that would be the linebacker that would be covering Komet going up the scene to test maybe, like I say, Savage. Savage is a smaller a smaller safety. You uh, So you can use your size over Savage. And then Amos, you know, I mean, that's a 50-50. Amos isn't really known as a thumper. So i just say this would probably be the best game to probably get the run game going. Get the two-headed monsters in Herbert and uh, Montgomery. Hope he has a better game. And then off of that run game, play action to uh, Cole Komet. I think that it's time for him to step up anyway. And it's a big game. He talks about how important the rivalry is to him. You know, uh, Notre Dame, he was a dog. So it's time to bring that dog to the NFL. As far as um, on defense, defense, I think they need to speed up Aaron Rodgers' clock. If you can't get to him with a sack, I mean, his, his receivers are inexperienced, so maybe you're going to end up at the least having a couple of drop balls or Aaron passes because of that time timing is being thrown off. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even worry about stopping Aaron Rodgers. I would more so try to contain him. You know what impress-
3: yeah, i Yeah, no, no, Donald, I completely understand what you're saying, and I think everything you're saying is absolutely right. I'll first touch on the Aaron Rodgers comment. Listen, it's exactly what the Bears did against Debo Samuel. It was Ben, don't break. You know he's going to do – Debo Debo's going to be Debo, right? But it's about can you limit Debo Samuels? And I think the same applies to Aaron Rodgers. We were just talking to Telly Hughes. He said that in week two after a loss at the beginning of last season, Aaron Rodgers came on through four touchdowns. We cannot, The Bears cannot allow that on Sunday. They cannot allow Aaron Rodgers to just go out there and pick them apart, especially with this wide receiver group. So, Donald, I wholeheartedly agree with you on, on that point. And then when it comes to Cole Komet, I mean, damn, nobody thought he was going to come into the game on Sunday and have zero catches. You know who didn't think that way, Donald? Me, because I started his ass in my fantasy football league thinking, oh, yeah, 60 catches last year. Oh, he's about to step up. Ooh, he looked good with Justin Fields in the preseason goose egg
0: yeah you and me both
3: but 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 do we think it's disappointing or do we think it's a byproduct of the weather do we think it's a byproduct of you know do what's what, what's in front of you or what you're allowed to do I think that's what it really was so so I agree with you Donald Cole Komet needs to step up you can't have you can't go out there and say things like I know what this rivalry means and and la 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 and then not play yourself open not put your hand not go back in the huddle and say Justin give me the ball give me the ball I'm I'm the dude me give it to me. And then you're bringing up some great points with the injuries on the defensive side for 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 the Packers. I mean, listen. Adrian Amos. I liked him when he was a Bear. I didn't like him enough to say, "Let's throw him a bag and let's make him the 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 future of the Chicago Bears franchise." So, I mean, listen, if you're listening to Amos, yeah, I said it. Do something about it cuz Cole Komet coming up the middle. I mean, that's a big boy. That's a big boy and it'll be good to see him to see him do that. So, Donald, man, I appreciate you, man. Anytime you want to call the show. By all means, chime in, man. I really like your insight and I really like what you had to say. 312 644 67 67. People are over here hitting the text line with, with fantasy football questions, Tyler.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing that. You want me to read them off?
3: Who would I start, Daryl Henderson Jr. or A.J. Dillon? Listen, Bears, listen, you heard Tally say it. The offensive line of the Green Bay Packers is not at 100% right now. So, what does that mean? Pressure up the middle for Aaron Rodgers. And what does Aaron Rodgers do when he gets pressure up the middle? Gets rid of the ball quickly. So it's either going to be in the slant or it's, or it's going to be out of the backfield. And you know who, who led the Packers in receiving on Sunday? Take a guess. You're right. A.J. Dillon, five catches, 46 yards. You know who was the most targeted Green Bay Packer last week against the Minnesota Vikings? A.J. Dillon, six targets. That's crazy. I don't. I, I would love for someone to go back in the record books and find out when's the last time a running back was the most targeted person in the Aaron Rodgers-led game.
0: I can't think of the last time that there was. He's always had weapons.
3: Of course. And you heard it. Start throwing the ball to, to Randall Cobb, somebody he feels a little bit more comfortable with. I mean, he obviously champions for him to get back on the team. And then when you're looking at Sammy Watkins, I mean, he's a shell of himself. He's, he's more of a sure-handed guy than, you know, the veteran, the slower dude than he is some sort of breakout star. But we did hear that Romeo Dobbs, someone that if you were, you know, if you're playing fantasy football and you're reading the articles, people were high on him. He had four catches for 37 yards. Christian Watson, only two catches. Targeted four times, though, despite the drop earlier in the game. So you know Christian Watson is capable of big plays, of creating separation. We saw that. And, you know, tonight... In about an hour and a half, you can watch me on Fox 32 on the Bears show called Bears Unleashed. Myself, Anthony Heron, Cassie Carlson. And one of the questions asked was, how do you stop a guy like Christian Watson? And my initial response was, well, if you, if you watch the game, Christian Watson's a softie. And not just because he dropped the, game, the, uh, the first pass of the game because he was probably had some rookie jitters. No, but I, I watched him blocking. He was getting thrown around. So, to me, the, what they call the clean energy player of the game to watch, I say Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon is going to be so important to this defense, and the reason why is because teams are going to stay away from Jalen Johnson. And the reason you go out and draft a guy like Kyler Gordon is so that he can be that dude on the other side of the ball. They are going to test you. Aaron Rodgers is going to test Kyler Gordon. Often. And he needs to step up. Establish your presence. Be the strong dude that you are. Shut these guys down from the beginning. And it's possible. And we also need Jaquan Brisker to be that dude because Aaron Jones is going to get more than five rushes. That's how many he had versus the Minnesota Vikings last Sunday. A.J. Dillon had 10. But the Bears are going to need a dog, that eighth man in the box, to stop that so that that way the defense can put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Let's take one more call before we go to break. We got Kelly. Um, Now you were talking about, are you, you're talking about Cole Komet as well and how you, you enjoyed the way he was used this past Sunday. In one aspect, because I think they had to use him to help uh, Braxton control Bosa and the front
6: line, their concerns with the front line. So I think a lot of his catches are going to depend upon how they feel like that offensive lines going to hold up against whatever defense they're going up.
3: But what did you think about Cole Komet as a whole? I mean, were you bummed out at the fact that he had zero catches, or did you feel it was a byproduct of the weather and the game itself?
1: I feel like it was actually a byproduct of uh, the defense of the 49ers more than anything okay. else because I think they were more concerned about that. Um, I agree. I'd love to see Komet more in it, but with his
8: size,
6: I think he was the biggest one to help. Uh, Braxton
3: on the end against Bosa. Yeah, I agree, and I think Justin Fields even talked about it. He said they did a really good job of game planning. They made sure their D end was staying in place, staying home, as they say, so that Justin couldn't get outside of the pocket, and that's why you saw him make so many incredible runs out there. But they also game planned for Cole Komet. They understand who the they understood who the weapons of the Chicago Bears were: Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. David Montgomery out of the backfield, and Justin Fields' legs. So it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see how Luke Getzee game plans, and can he get Cole Komet in some situations, some one-on-one situations? Can he get Darnell Mooney in some space? What is that going to look like? Because that is going to be needed in order for the Chicago Bears to win on Sunday. And yes, if you look up on the score, I've been getting crap all day. If you look on the score's website, we all made predictions. I made mine. I said 23-17, Bears. Only three of us did. Me, Studs, and Shane. The only three people to do that. Everybody else, Parkins, Spiegel's, David Hall, everybody. Cam Ellis, everybody. Packers. I get it. I get it. But you know what?
0: I believe. I believe. I'm with there. I'm right there with you, man. And
3: so... We'll see what happens. Hopefully the Bears can pull out that victory. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670, the score. And not only is there a full slate of NFL games this Sunday, but Saturday is important as well. A whole slate, a slew of games ready to go down, and it's only fitting that we talk to my co-host. Yes, because not only can you watch me tonight on Bears Unleashed on Fox 32 at 930, but tomorrow, if you want to win some money like I have these last two weeks, you want to pay attention to BetQLU in the action live from Chicago. Myself, Alyssa Bergamini, and Pete Futek. Pete Futek's going to join us right after this. He won me 560 bucks last week. Yes, and I'm trying to help you do the same. What are his locks for college football Saturday? We'll find out on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez live and local on a Friday right here on 670 The Score.
2: You're listening to Bears Friday on The Score. Keep it here all day as our team of Bears experts continue to get you ready for the primetime Sunday night showdown between the Bears and Packers. Plus, deliver any breaking news as it happens. This is Bears Friday on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: My kitchen is the heart of my family's home. That's why I trust Studio 41 for quality kitchen cabinets, sinks, and faucets. They have a wide selection for any budget. Plus, their customer service team made my renovation easier. Visit ShopStudio41.com to get started.
6: You saw people you haven't seen in a while.
0: You went places you haven't been in a while. And you accumulated new and different junk. You came home and you said, Where
1: are we going to put all this?
0: Relax. We make junk disappear.
1: All you
6: have to do is point.
0: No lifting, no carrying, no banging and bumping in the walls. Just
6: a beautiful, wide-open space full of happiness and sunlight. You'll have room to roam. To breathe again. You've never felt so free. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK
0: or visit
7: 1-800-gotjunk.com.
2: Live on DAZN Pay-Per-View, September 17th, Part 3. Canelo versus Triple G to take the trilogy. Bad Blood, A Score to Settle, Controversy, Brutality, Pure Hostility. For victory, for history, for the trilogy. Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin. September 17th, live on DAZN pay-per-view. Visit DAZN.com.
1: I'm Tom Fair and I drive a Hawk. At HawkAuto.com, they've got cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, and more. Choose from a new Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, Volkswagen, Nissan, and Wagoneer models, and a huge selection of pre-owned and certified pre-owned vehicles. Save with 0% finance. For seventy-two months. Plus, no one will pay you more for your trade-in. Find your next new car at hawkauto.com. Drive what I drive. Drive a Hawk. On Select Models, 1389 a month per thousand financed. Don't you agree? Football season is the best season. The smell of a tailgate grill, the sound of pads hitting, the beautiful sights of fall foliage, and mold. No, not mold. Whether it's mold, water damage, fire disasters, or just that you're in need of remodeling, the all-pro lineup at Aloha Restoration is your go-to team. They can and tackle all of those problems for you truly your best defense when it comes to interior home restoration check them out at aloharestores.com aloha restoration we rain when it pours
2: Join Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Lucy, Linus, and the rest of the Peanuts gang for a Charlie Brown Christmas. Live on stage December 17th and 18th at Silver Creek Event Center at Four Winds Casino, New Buffalo. It's a fresh take on a timeless classic. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. More fun, more music, more Christmas spirit for the whole family with a Charlie Brown Christmas. Live December 17th and 18th at Four Winds Casino, New Buffalo. Hey Becky,
0: what about
1: this beat for your next song?
0: Mm, it's cool, but I'm into faster stuff lately, like Xfinity that gives me beyond gig speeds. Got it. What about this then? It sounds powerful, just like Xfinity. Because its supersonic Wi-Fi has three times the bandwidth, you can connect hundreds of devices at once.
6: <laughs> That's what I call power.
0: Unbeatable internet from Xfinity. Made to do anything so you can do anything. Get the Xfinity Supersonic Bundle with unlimited gig speed internet, Wi-Fi equipment included, and a free 4K streaming box. All for $50 a month with a two-year internet rate guarantee and no annual contract when you add Xfinity Mobile at regular rates. Go to Xfinity.com gig Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. New gigabit extra internet customers only. Taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Xfinity Mobile requires post-pay Xfinity internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Requires compatible gateway.
2: The roar of our engines. The pump of our heartbeats, The pedal to our metal. The sparks that ignite us. The pistons that push us. The passions that drive us. From the feelings that move us, to the places that pull us, on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care. Here to keep you firing on all
4: cylinders.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.